You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You definitely don't change your standards because at the end of the day, we're going after the win. We're going to play the best players, whether they're freshmen or whether they're seniors. And so they, they got to know what the standards are and we got to demand their best. But at the same time, uh, we got to build their confidence. That's a big thing with freshmen is, is put them in situations where they can succeed. And I don't, I don't know if patience is the word, but I'd say more positivity, uh, making them understand, hey, these are the things and, and you can do it and being positive about it. Uh, I think you can still be demanding, but positive. And that's what we always try to do as coaches. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show as I was offensive coordinator Matt Lubick talking about getting some of these younger guys on the field. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill on 30th and Yankee Hill. They are open at 10 a.m. for Saturday's 11 a.m. game. So get on in early, get a spot. They practice social distancing, uh, plenty of space in there to enjoy, watch the game. Uh, get a burger, get some wings, a cold beer. It's Tanner Sports Bar on 30th and Yankee Hill. And Robin, you just heard Matt Lubick, and I'm sure these coaches are getting tired of everybody asking about how you get the young guys on the field, but it's becoming more and more obvious every week the talent at the receiver position the younger players have. I mean, Marcus Fleming, they just kind of lined him up at Northwestern and he let him in receiving against a very good defense. The next week, they drew up one play, essentially, to Xavier Betts, and it was the most explosive offensive play they got of the game. So that that's the, the challenge right now. How do you keep getting Fleming and Betts and Alante Brown, which we really haven't gotten a good taste of, but how do you get those guys in the game more, on the field, where they, they know the no-huddle offense and the pace? Because I think that's part of the issue is when they want to go fast, do those young guys know it well enough to go fast? Yeah, and you hope that naturally, just with experience, as with any freshman, that kind of starts to take care of itself to where uh, that learning curve gets you know flatter and flatter. But uh, the other part of it is just you know more opportunities come with running more plays. This offense is running what like 50, 60 plays a game. You know they got to run eighty or ninety. That's what normally. I'm saying. Like <laughs> there's they're not having nearly the volume that they should be having, and with more volume, obviously those types of guys get more opportunities and especially with Nebraska's struggles the majority of those limited 50 60 some plays are going to on quarterback keepers or trying to force the ball to Wandale Robinson or, or whatever it may be to where you know there's just not not as many chances as there should be to give those guys more reps more looks in games and so you know hopefully that again uh, as this offense starts to figure itself out with the change of quarterback uh, those young receivers will have uh, more chances to show what they can do because clearly when they get the few chances they do uh, they have made the most of them and then some well and Robin something about that play count was a little skewed last week because of the fact Nebraska got a defensive touchdown and then a short field Mm -hmm. to kick a field goal I mean that probably shaved off 15 or 20 plays for Nebraska maybe I mean in the grand scheme of the game flow when your defense scores you're just going to lose plays and you know the week before Nebraska had a high play count at Northwestern and more yards but in in the flip side North Western had short fields because of two returns, which that's how they won the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I, but I, I agree with you. They've got to get the play count up into a flow where eight to 12 play drives become the norm versus three or four play drives because you're just not going to get Xavier Betts and Alante Brown and guys like that going on four play drives that have very high pressure third and seven type plays in them. Yeah, exactly. Especially in those situations, guys are going to go to you know who they trust. And uh, right now, just for no fault of their own, those young guys haven't earned that trust. But again, I'm, I'm excited like most everyone else about the potential 
of that group with the flashes they've shown. I mean, that that run on that little uh, shovel pass to, to Xavier Betts was as good of a play as we've seen this offense run all season. I mean, he looked effortless gliding down the field. Uh, you know, Alante Brown had a big catch against Ohio State, albeit kind of late in garbage time. But, you know, I mean, he, he showed that he's capable of making that type of play. And then obviously uh, Fleming, he's had as much production as any wide receiver on the team. So I think that core is showing a lot of promise. And the more they get involved, the better they're going to get. And now, you know, like I said, I think the more reps they get with Luke McCaffrey, he's shown a little bit more of a propensity to get the wide receivers involved than maybe Adrian had. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we talk offensive storylines for Nebraska going into this week. And, you know, I thought the whole situation last week was handled really well, Robin, with Adrian in in the Luke deal. Um, that, that was a pivotal moment in the tenure of Scott Frost, how he managed and handled that situation. And I think Adrian Martinez, at least publicly, it feels like he's kept a very good attitude. He's been very supportive of Luke. And I think in his mind, he knows they're going to need him at some point this season still. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the nature of this season being what it is, you, I mean, there's never been a year where you have to be ready to come in on a moment's notice than, than this year with um, just playing nine games in nine weeks or however many, and then with potential COVID setbacks, all that. I mean, he's got to be ready. He's got to stay engaged. And like I said, like you said, he has to be ready to step in uh, at any point. But for what he did last week, you could not have asked more from a player in that situation to essentially have your job taken from you uh, to have that type of reaction to it. You know, not only was uh, you see him on the field or on the sideline, I should say cheering, you know, there's pictures and videos of him, uh, but there was a, a video they put out after the game where that week of practice, you know, he's still the guy in the huddle leading the team. He's still acting like a captain, even though he's not out there playing like, like maybe he thinks he should be. So, um, that I think is a great example for uh, the rest of this team about you know putting the team above yourself and you know some former Huskers I saw on social media like Brandon Riley, Luke Gifford, they were commenting on that. They were like, you know, I I didn't get a chance to play with Adrian much or I never played with him, but seeing that that is infectious for the rest of your team and Adrian's teammates are going to notice that and that respect that he already had is only going to increase with the way he's handling himself. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we talk offensive storylines here and. You know, that offensive line started out the year really well for Nebraska, Robin. Uh, yeah, at Ohio State, they rushed for over 200 yards against a defense they couldn't even touch the year before. They ran it pretty well against Northwestern. Granted, it was a lot of quarterback runs that got them their yardage. I thought last week was the first time where, you know, there were a lot of questions with the line and how they blocked up front. And some of that's Penn State. Some of that's Dedrick Mills. But to me, Marvin Scott has to get going this week. I think you're playing, on paper, a lesser opponent. This is an opportunity where you can maybe live with a little mistake here and there to get a Marvin Scott going. And I don't, I don't know where Ramir Johnson's at in the mix. It seems like he's kind of fallen out of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other guy is Ronald Tompkins. Tompkins. Is he, is he available? But. I don't think today or Saturday you want to live on just quarterback runs. You need to establish a tailback presence outside of Dedrick Mills if Dedrick Mills is not available. And as much as they like Wandale and want to get him the ball, he is not a feature running back in the Big Ten Conference. He's a guy that can be complimentary and you know you can shift into the backfield for some different looks. But a Marvin Scott is someone that they can – they can hitch their wagon to, and he can get you the tough yards. And uh, for being a true freshman, he's got nothing but praise from all of his coaches. Scott Frost thought that, that you know that first game against Northwestern 
Marvin played exceptional. And then, you know, Penn State, he threw one of the key blocks, if not the key block, on that Xavier Betts touchdown. And so for a freshman to do those types of things, where it's not just getting the ball and running, uh, but all those other elements of the game shows that he is uh, well ahead of maybe where a normal true freshman would be, both physically and with his understanding of the offense. I look at Wandell, Robin. He's kind of like that nice sports car, and you don't want to take it out too much. Mm -hmm. You want to leave it in your garage and, and, and use it on the right occasions. You don't want to be driving that nice sports car to pick up groceries every exactly. week. I mean, you need to have other guys doing that. And you, it, it's it's a really big risk to make Wandell Robinson carry it 15-plus times. And I get the idea because – you know, before last week, the whole criticism was that he's not getting the ball enough. Well, <laughs> twenty so twenty three of the sixty calls on offense went to Wandell Robinson. That's crazy, and he had what twenty one touches for seventy seven targets and sixteen um, carries. So yeah, and only like seventy some yards of production. So that's not a pretty good clip. And granted, he was really close to breaking a couple, like that face mask. I mean, if that guy doesn't grab his face mask, he houses that, and that's a touchdown. So. You know, he was really close to being a more dynamic player, but he's he's a he's a great piece, but he cannot be your only source of offense. I mean, you have all these players we talk about week in, week out, needing to get more involved. Give him a chance and let Wandale take some of that pressure off of his shoulders to have to do everything like he did last year. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk defensive storylines next. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.